This is Will Smith from Artificial Brain. This is Brittany Slays from Unleash the Archers. This is Craig Schmuel from Hatestorm Annihilation. This is Sam from Your Chance to Die. This is Alex from Lee's Eyes, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. The Great Metal Debate returns with another metal artist interview. Today we're bringing you Tyler and Cam from Prophetic Metal Blasphemers, Begat the Nephilim. Thanks guys so much for joining us on The Great Metal Debate. Thank you. Good to have you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Now we're talking to you at the Springwater Supper Club here in Nashville, Tennessee. Is this the first time that Begat the Nephilim has made it down to this part of the U.S.? Certainly not, but this particular venue, yes. We've we've done a few tours on our own and hit Tennessee a few times. So it's like, what, our fourth, fifth, maybe even more? Yeah, this is our second time in Nashville. Normally we hit up Knoxville, but we've been, we've done the East Coast a couple times now. This is the first time supporting the album, though. And you're on the fourth day of a tour of the Eastern North America. How did this tour come about? Like, what was the thinking behind this? Uh, where are you going to, and what were you trying to accomplish? Uh, just to pretty much promote the, the our album, uh, the Sarah Prophecy that came out on Unholy Anarchy Records just uh, about a month ago. Just hitting the road in support of that, you know, just getting our feet wet just about a week and a half, you know, just enough to get back into it, and then we're going to hit the road as much as we can in the near future, you know. I definitely want to talk about that new album. But before we get into that, uh, give us a little background. Uh, how did the band Begeth and Nephilim come together? This one's you. <laughs> I mean, uh, I forget the particular events that happened with you and Josh. Basically, I grew up with our drummer Josh, and me and him were in another band that broke up. And I told him, you know, if he found anything to hit me up. And we were trying to stick together. And I think he found you either on Facebook somehow or through an ad. Yeah. And we hooked up with Cam, who had a bunch of music already written. And it just, you know, magic in the making. It just felt right immediately. And we acquired, you know, a few other members here and there. So a few people have left. But now it's just the four of us. And it's going pretty great. That's interesting how bands can come together via social media. Actually, the last one of the last bands we interviewed, we're talking about how they got hooked up with their drummer via Craigslist. So it's kind of amazing, man, how that happens. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy how the internet can just bring people together. You know, it's never been easier to just meet people and just start a band. You know, especially if you're willing to. You know, you might have to travel a little bit, but you got to do what you got to do if you really want to do it. I'm curious, what's the origin of the band's name? Begat the Nephilim is, it's a cool name, but uh have to think maybe there's a story behind that. <laughs> uh, but this was, I was literally looking on Google for, uh, you know, all the good names were taken. <laughs> so we had to do a little digging. So I was just looking on the, just looking on Google, just, you know, just looking through Nephilim and just basically things that like came up associated with that and then literally that uh you know that combination of words just showed up and i was like oh that's pretty cool 
So just kind of ran with that, and then we've managed to incorporate it into the lyrics for the album and everything like that. So then it kind of, you know, it ties in with everything because it started out with just like, oh, that's a cool name. It's, it's it's a little deeper than that now, which which is cool. Kind of give it some depth. <laughs> the name definitely gives you, a, I think, a nice picture of the music. We've had a number of extreme metal bands on the podcast. Kind of, how do you all think about the music as far as the aesthetics? When when people think about you, what do you want them to think about musically? I mean, everyone seems, with the reviews at least, to be kind of putting us in a box, which I think is kind of weird in 2018. You know, it, we're too much of this or that uh one of my favorite quotes was too much meat on the grill but i mean that was kind of the whole point of it to us you know we like a bunch of different types of music we just kind of mash it all together in a way that works you know we're more mellow death or like black metal kind of combined than anything but there's a lot of symphony parts and a lot of random stuff i mean we even threw in some maracas and just you know because it fit whatever we want to kind of do whatever we want and break the boundaries and still be heavy as hell you've gotten some pushback on that but people are like stick to one thing so i can i can better describe you is that the way it, it is? seems to be yeah people think they know what our band should sound like better than we do i don't know it's kind of weird <laughs> yeah it's just you know it's with how far along music is in this day and age you think people would be a little more open to incorporating different genres and all that sort of stuff, and especially for most of it, it's all extreme metal, you know. Just, and that was the whole point of the band. We wanted to incorporate a lot of different influences, because you know we'll go from like a black metal part into a more, you know, like even like a progressive style part, you know. Just, just like to mix it up, just showcase what we like, you know. And I think we've managed to do it in a way that's cohesive. But a lot of people don't want to give, don't want to give us that credit just yet. Let's focus on the band's new album, The Surreptitious Prophecy, Mother of the Blasphemy, just released in June. I can tell by the album title, this wasn't thought up in a corporate boardroom or a focus group. <laughs> tell, tell me first, how long has the material for this album been around? Well, you know, we were sitting around at our board meeting, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we talked to our lawyers, and they said that, you know that maybe this might not be the best route to go but that's rock and roll baby that's why we're here that's why we're doing it no but honestly um the music i started writing in like really really early 2012 and then the album i think i finished writing it around 2014 and then it just pretty much just took some member changes and just various attempts at recording to just kind of realize what we really wanted to do with it we wanted a specific quality you know, for our first release and everything, because we decided to skip, like, you know, we didn't want to kind of just pussyfoot around and do an EP. We just wanted to hit them with everything at once, you know? And that's interesting because a lot of bands go that route. They'll they'll put out that initial EP, and actually we've had a number of bands on the podcast recently who their debut album was the EP plus three or four songs. Yeah, so right. it's interesting that you guys decided not to go that way. Yeah, that's... And especially considering that we, we had recorded several, uh, four of the songs that ended up on the Surreptitious Prophecy. We recorded them for an EP, and then we decided it just wouldn't really make sense to release them on their own because it's all part of the, you know, the overarching concept of the album. Like, every song bleeds into the next one. I Like, we really appreciate the fluidity of the music, so we just kind of wanted to remain true to that. 
you've already released the song Cardboard Casket as a video. Well, why did you choose that song? Uh, put it out front for, for fans to listen to. Uh, it just kind of felt like we all agreed on a few songs were the strongest to us and we liked them the most, felt that they get the best reception. And that one just felt right. Like uh, most of our songs are kind of weird because Cam wrote them initially not thinking he'd even have a band to play them with. So that's another reason why it kind of started out like uh, it's a little different. And uh, But we just kind of ran with that. <laughs> is that one that you've been playing live for a while that maybe is a fan favorite or is it one that maybe you fans hadn't heard before and you wanted to put out to show new material that's where i was going i mean yeah people definitely seem to like it and we debuted that one a while ago uh it just it felt like the catchiest and like if we felt we get the best response from that and we all really love that song really what it boils down to it, it has a little bit of everything as far as you know like what we're trying to do it just best showcases what they can expect from the rest of the album what's interesting you mentioned expectations strikes me that there's a lot of diversity as far as the atmosphere and the album sound you all touched on that a little bit earlier Uh, do you think this is kind of album where the fan will really miss something if they don't sit down and listen to it from start to finish or is it possible to pull out different pieces and get the full idea about what the band's trying to accomplish you can definitely take little parts out of it and just kind of get a little you know just get an idea but really from start to finish is the way it was like written to be appreciated you know you'll get the most out of it that way you'll be playing tonight in a fairly small venue do you think there's a particular challenge to delivering the what i would describe as fairly nuanced sound that you all have in a small club where you know the sound isn't necessarily going to be perfect i mean sometimes it's a challenge but you'd be surprised sometimes more more or less it, it, we just worry about you know if there's not much stage room our drummer has a massive kit and then we're all crammed there together we can't run around as much i'm afraid i'm gonna like step on their feet <laughs> that's like more of a concern i feel at least for me yeah no we, we have a really active stage presence so just being constricted like that you kind of have to shift gears and then you might focus a little more on just playing instead of putting on a you know the performance you could if you had a little more room or you know a stage or anything like that speaking about being crammed and and limited space that's not only on stage but when you're on a tour like this i don't see a massive tour bus anywhere around here i'm assuming you guys are pretty crammed in what's that like and uh what's the vibe of the band together do you enjoy spending time together or will you be ready for the breather when when this tour is over uh so so far so good i'm really enjoying our time out this run but that's just because you know just over the years you kind of cultivate little tips and tricks that help you along the way like we've been hitting up planet fitness a lot you got the the black card so we've actually been able to shower and like work out every day so that's been cool and you know it's just honestly something to do because you're just you're just on the road all day just stuck in advance so then you get out you can either like go to the venue and wait or you can actually, you know, just find ways to kill time without really spending money because that's that's tight as well. And um, yep, <laughs> we we get along for the most part, but we, uh, you know, of course, as every band, we definitely can get heated moments. But we're like a brotherhood at this point. We've been through a lot. We love each other. We'll forgive. <laughs> well, starting to wrap up with you guys after this brief tour is over and with the new album 
uh, just recently released. What are the band's plans for uh, the remainder of summer 2018 and beyond? This tour we're doing right now, this little run, is all we have planned for this summer, but uh, we recently got hooked up with uh, Ashley Talent Agency. Shout out to Andrea, you the best. And uh, we should be getting some more, some more tours on the horizon too, because we're looking to shift towards that instead of doing local shows like we've been doing for several years now. Or like you know, every once in a while we'll do like a little weekend warrior, go out for a couple of dates like Ohio, Delaware, you know, just places a little farther out than we'd be able to do for just like a one-off or something like that. Just put a couple of dates together. But we're looking to shift more towards, you know, pretty much what we're doing now in order to promote the album the best way possible. Not done with this tour yet, but the response so far, is that lending credence to that idea? Are you all excited about the response you've had from fans and folks coming up to you? Oh, yeah. It's, it's been very exciting to see uh, just the reactions live or just from the album itself. just feels good because we, you know, it ended up taking five six years for this album to come out so it feels very good to just finally have it out there and to see the reception because we've been sitting on this for a long time finally what is the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise including the new album the surreptitious prophecy from begat the nephilim uh the best way is uh, a lot of ways actually we do have a big cartel that we will post things on but we don't carry everything on the big cartel we our CD, though, in particular, you can find at, like, most record stores, hopefully. You know, you can actually get it on Amazon and even order it from Walmart, as strange as that is. There's a few places there. That, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's on iTunes, the whole shebang, you know, Spotify, YouTube. You, you can find it everywhere, pretty much. And uh, Unholy Anarchy Records put it out so you can get it from their website as well. And catch you guys at a show on this tour or local show later. That'd be a great way to do it as well, I'm sure. We have uh, the most merch with us on hand right now. More merch than we've ever had, actually. We're going all out, so we got a bunch of stuff with us at our shows. Guys, I enjoy, uh, appreciate you guys uh, talking with us today. I'm looking forward to enjoying the show this evening. Uh, looking forward to the medal, and uh, thanks so much, and good luck on the rest of the tour. Awesome. Thank you, Thank you very much.